The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guests and hosts. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another fun, exciting, action-packed edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I am your host, Lenny. How are you guys? I hope this podcast finds you well. This episode, I speak to a copper in Illinois, and we talk about the craziness out there, talk about his experiences. He did a little bit of dispatching, and it takes a little twist at the end of the podcast, and I learn some stuff, which is always my favorite. But before we get into the podcast, you guys know what we got to do. Big thanks to OfficerPrivacy.com for putting on the show like they do every single Sunday. We're inching closer, guys. Inching closer to election time, fiery yet peaceful protest time. I don't know if you guys remember, but around that time, there were some critical incidents that involved police. And there were cops that were doxxed. There were cops that had people come to their doors. That was a real concern for me as I left policing in 2021. It's a real concern now. These people search sites are super easy for anyone to access, and you would be blown away with how much of your information is online. Huge concern. What Officer Privacy does is they scrub that information for you. They go in. If you sign up for their premium service, they do the hard work. They go to these sites, they take your names off these sites, and they continue to monitor these sites. I'm a premium customer. It's not even something I have to think about. They just take care of it every month. It's a wonderful service. I cannot recommend them enough. Officerprivacy.com. Without further ado, oh, wait, I love ado. Let's play some music. Let's play a little weekend picnic, and we'll be right back with my friend from Illinois. Hey there, joining us from the magical state where criminals run free and wild, as God attended, I have McLovin. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about yourself? I am. I'm living a dream. Now, I, I want everybody to know the McLovin thing. This isn't my idea. This is his idea. 
Now, did I think it when he sent over his photo? Yes. Yes, I did think it, but I didn't say it. So this is on you, dude. <laughs> Got to go with what I'm good at. So do you still look like McLovin? Have you grown out of it? Uh, A little bit. Yeah. When I was younger, I had the, the Harry Potter glasses. So it really, really uh, stuck out. And it was just left and right. McLovin this, McLovin that. You know, when Superbad came out, it really gave dudes like McLovin that look like McLovin act. And, and let's be honest too, Seth and um, what the hell is the, the other name of the character? Uh, it gave those guys a chance. Like those dudes ended up with like pretty decent looking women. It gave oh, guys yeah, it like a fighting them chance. a chance, a fighting <laughs> chance. So, you know, besides the comedy, it was really like a, a, a really good confidence booster for a lot of dudes. It was a great inspirational story for us all. And the cops. I mean, like, you know, who I, I've met people that are like, oh, I got into. Well, actually. I, I'm stealing this. Well, I am stealing this from Seth Rogen himself. But <laughs> like, I know I, I've run across people, you know, younger cops that are like, oh, yeah, I saw super bad. It looked fucking cool. I heard there was a, a Seth Rogen. You know, he said something about like, if you were inspired by me to be a cop in super bad, you probably shouldn't be a cop. There's probably something to that, to be honest. <laughs> there probably is. We probably know somebody that was inspired by that. Yeah, I think we all know somebody inspired by that. I hate to bring this up, but me and you have something in common because I, I once got a message or a comment somewhere that I sounded like McLovin. I, I've had a lot of hurtful things said to me. That one stung, man. That one really stung. I... I know I don't have, you know, like sexy radio voice like some people. Like some people have a great radio voice. I don't. So I chose podcasting. Obviously, that was a perfect choice. But man, Mick Lovin, that's that's a low blow. So I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Mick Lovin, are you having anything to drink tonight? I am. I'm having some Bud Light Orange. Figured I'd give it a try since it's just sitting around doing nothing. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You say Bud Light Orange? Yeah. Ha! Got it. I mean, you know, I have to do you, that. You're not far off the like, mark on that one. You know, I have to say, though, prior to it, uh, I'm not the, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not Kid Rock here. You know, I didn't go out shooting uh, Bud Light cans or anything because I thought that was pretty douchey. But, I, I, you know, I, I definitely sent a message and I was like, eh, I guess I didn't drink Bud Light anyway, so it wasn't like a big deal. But I have to say, though, the Bud Light Orange actually isn't bad. No, it it it's not what I was expecting. Like, I expected a little bit lower, but no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's there. I came up with, uh, I don't know, a whole deal. Uh, they had like a lime one and, and there was another flavor, too. They're actually like they're pretty simple. They're pretty good, I thought. Yeah, they don't have that nasty aftertaste like the regular ones do. I haven't had a regular Bud Light in forever, so that's how long it's been for that recollection. So, the people need to know real quick. Oh, we have to do this, obviously. Why are you gay? Okay, got that out of my system. <laughs> uh, the people need to know why you got into law enforcement. I mean, I, it's going to sound typical that, oh, I've always wanted to do this. I mean, 
I saw my dad's friends. He has a couple friends that are deputies. They're still sort of deputies, but they're retiring. So it's the old generation getting out. But I saw what they did. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to do that, but didn't do it right out of high school. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the army and then come back out and do this. And that was a great decision, I guess. Are you sure about that? I mean, was it a great decision? Because you were in the People's <sighs> Republic of Illinois. So it wasn't bad in the beginning. It was actually pretty decent. And then it just, COVID really wrecked it, obviously. When did you start? Oh, let's see. I started right after the Ferguson issue. I was still in the Army when that kicked off. I got out, got in some retail bullshit, and then uh, got in shortly after that. So 2017? 2016, okay. 2017. So you got you got a couple minutes on for sure. You've seen some yeah. things. So I, I've talked to several guys from Illinois. So we're not we're we're gonna plow some old ground, so to speak. But oh yeah, I I've definitely got the feel that it's like it's not over yet. Like there's still some glimmer of hope, and you're still allowed to be a cop. Obviously, you're not in Illinois. You're in a more rural area. Mm-hmm. I let me just ask this: Is What's going on in Illinois, or sorry, let me rephrase that. What's going on in Chicago it has an effect on the rest of Illinois, right? So it doesn't in the way of like actually affecting us. We just see dumb shit happening in Chicago and we're like, okay, that's going to set reform later on down the road, but it really doesn't actually cause any more fires than there already is. So does like all the bail reform bullshit, how does that, how does that affect you guys? Has it changed the way you guys do business? Basically, anything's almost like notice to appear. Almost anything. We're, unless it's like what, violent felony, domestic battery, forcible felony, we, we just notice to appear or they're like crazy. Do people actually appear though? Well, I mean, no. Okay. So it's, it's working great. It's working, it's working the same. What, what are the people like down there in, you know, because my, my understanding, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is Illinois is basically Iowa except for Chicago. Basically, everyone where I'm at, I say mostly, mostly everybody respects the police, loves the cops. They want us there. They want us to go out and do our job. With the increase of so you got people out that normally, you know, would be in jail. Right. Are you guys seeing a spike in crime? In one of the agencies I worked for before, yeah, we were seeing it go up right as um, right as like the tail end of COVID was starting to taper off when nobody started giving a shit about masks and vaccines and stuff. What about where? So I assume you're at like a newer agency now. Yeah. But where I'm at, no, we. It's mostly the typical one horse town bar fight nonsense that we get almost every weekend. And then outside of that, we may have a crazy shit show, but it's really just kind of been same old, same old. So, what you're telling me is you can still be a cop in rural Illinois. And it's not so bad. Like it's it's not so bad. Like you go to work and you fucking hate your life because you can't do shit anymore. Oh, it's yeah, it's not the worst thing ever. I mean, you can get, you can do plenty still. It's just 
demoralizing whenever you know that's okay um here's your felony retail theft go you know go walk but outside of that we our state's attorney he's pretty cool he's been on our side most of the time trying to help us out with this stupid reform so he's on our he's got our back pretty well okay illinois is weird right can you refresh my memory on that because you guys don't have like districts attorneys like where it's out of each county it's called a state's attorney right yeah can you tell the millions of people how that process works a little bit as far as like filing charges and stuff so basically we make an arrest send up um the probable cause statement to the jail and all that shit uh they get our reports first thing in the morning like okay what dumb shit did you guys get into and obviously they'll play the wheel and deal game of what are we going to charge what are we going to do and then that's basically it. I mean, we only have um, one state's attorney and then we have one assistant state's attorney. So they're basically working their fucking asses off on everything. But for what it's worth, they're getting a the job done. That's a weird thing to hear out of Illinois. That anything is getting done. I, I'm, I'm curious because I was thinking about this the other day. I know several states have had. Like, I want to say Oregon or maybe Washington's talked about wanting to join Idaho or something. Why don't you people, what do you mean you people? Why don't you guys <laughs> form some kind of thing to say, hey, we don't want to be part of this fucking Chicago bullshit. We want to be part of Indiana or Iowa or whatever. Has we, there been any talk of that? We've had numerous people try to start that. I want to say the most recent one was when the assault weapons ban was starting to get talked about. I want to say I could be wrong on that, but they were basically like, so we're going to draw this line and you guys can go fuck off in your own district and we're just going to do our own thing. Uh, I'm not familiar because I really try not to watch the news anymore because it's hard to tell what's real and fake. Mm -hmm. But did that, what's going on with the assault weapon ban? Did that get passed or, and what's yeah in that? it got it got passed uh our supreme court made our state supreme court said no nah, it's not unconstitutional even though it it is but we ain't gonna talk about that well so what's in it like what's considered an assault weapon oh fuck let's see here any right now any handguns that take like over 15 rounds i want to say um any AR-15 AK-styled rifle um, that takes detachable magazines and all that. Um, I want to say flash hiders. They say grenade launchers and silencers, even though we can't have those. Um, and then basically you got to register them with the uh, state police. So if you have... Wait, so you can have them as long as you register them? Or how how's this all? Oh, work? so yeah, let me back up on that. So you can be grandfathered in as long as you register your AR-15 or your AKM rifle, whatever you have. You can be grandfathered in, but I think that time period's already passed. So you kind of can, kind of can't. But anything new is basically kind of like California, where it's a 10-round, but we're at like 15, I think, a 15-round limit on handguns and just no AR styled rifles. That is incredible. Now I, I don't want to put you in an awkward spot, but is that the kind of thing where depending where you are in parts of Illinois, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like the local people are not going to enforce that. Uh, we've basically had our sheriff and neighboring uh, counties write letters saying, yeah, we're not enforcing that. That That's stupid. It's unconstitutional. That's awesome. 
I mean, I, I think there's a lot we could talk about as far as, and at some point, I'm going to go on a rant here. On At some point, I would like to maybe do a podcast with somebody that is more of like, I don't want to say an anarchist, but very like libertarian, very anti-government, very anti-cop, like somebody that would call us bootleggers, right? Right. But I, I think there's a very interesting debate about, yes, as a cop, and, and I see these like cop celebrities do this shit too, where it's like, dude, you're not like on the job. So like you shut kind of shut the fuck up. And, and I realize <laughs> I'm not on the job, but like, you know, don't enforce unconstitutional gun laws. And, and, and I get that. Like, I'm not anti that at all. Right. Or unconstitutional laws. Don't enforce unconstitutional laws, which it's a hard line because I agree with not enforcing unconstitutional laws, even though, you know, your Supreme Court said it's, it's it's constitutional Mm -hmm. i would argue with you like that it's not like the right to bear arms shall not be infringed it's very fucking simple oh yeah it's clean cut and dry like we were having issues uh where people are saying well you don't need a foid card to have a gun technically correct you don't need a foid card to have a firearm in your house which is crazy because the state's beating it into us that you need this what wait what the fuck's a floyd card uh firearms identification card basically stating you can buy transfer transport firearms and ammo it's like a driver's license except it's not an identification card but yet it has id in the name oh my god oh yeah our state sucks oh that just angers me well and here's the thing and i i think it's hard because like we have discretion as as cops and mm-hmm. most academies that teach is like hey you can't you can't just go out and arrest everybody for everything like you have to problem solve some things some things oh, yeah. it's just not worth to arrest okay so we have discretion built in but it's a very interesting line and i i may not have the answer i don't have the answer of what how far that goes you know because me and you like i'm if i if i was a cop in illinois and i pulled some guy over that was traveling through he's like this is my ar Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. You know, I don't give a fuck. And it, where on the line is it where are we enforcing the laws fairly? Are we taking the law into our own hand? Are we being discretionary with our law? It kind of gets really muddy and confusing on that type of shit, you know? And I, oh, maybe not even so confusing, but, but that's one of the things I want to bring up, like the anti-government people is like, I, I always wonder like what their rationale is on that stuff. They're like, oh, the cops are just here enforcing, you know, the uh, the government's will and shit. And I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. The the anti-cop people, it's kind of lazy because they really like, you know, yeah, they'll pick on the government a little bit. They're not going to the lawmakers' offices. They're not going to the mayor's office. They're not going to oh, the senator's no. office causing problems. They're going after the lowest common denominator, us, people yep. in law enforcement, the people that are, I just want to try and go out and, and do a good thing for some people. We're going to go after those dudes because you're the armed agents of the government, yeah, fucking bootleggers. So it's interesting to me, though, like they think we're just out there enforcing the government's will, but it's like, hold on a second. We have a whole system. We vote. Believe it or not, we do have this thing called a system that checks and balances. Yes. 
And we and here's the thing is the way the world is, we're never all going to agree on a some a thing. Like there are very few things that we're all gonna agree on. I, oh, I think absolutely. there's probably four things that we all agree on. I don't even know if I could name all four. I would hope pedophilia, we could agree that's bad. Murder, that's oh, bad. Yeah. Besides that, it's kind of out the window. We all have different views on how we should raise children, what child abuse is, you know. I could go on a rant about fucking child abuse because I think you should be able to spank your kids. And I, I see anytime there's some fucking video on Instagram about spanking your kids or not spanking your kids. And everybody's like, hey, I, my parents used to spank me. I'm fine. It's like you were subject to physical and emotional abuse. And it's like, no, I'm fine, dude. It's fine. You know, guess what? You're you're fucking anything you do. You're fucking up your kids. I hate to tell you guys that. Oh, yeah. We're all we're all fucked up. We're somehow fucking up our kids. My parents fucked me up. I'm probably going to do something to fuck up my kids. Nobody's perfect. Like you just have to stop that. And like, I, I see these new age parents and their fucking kids are out of control of the store because they don't want to spank them. Spank your goddamn kids. Okay. But there's states where you can't spank your kids. There's states where you can't hit your kids. And to me, that's one of those things where I'm like, I'm never going to agree on it. And it's just this, kind of it's kind of a mind fuck when you think of it but to kind of oh, get yeah. back on track i kind of i kind of lost my focus there on the whole child abuse thing but we have the system in place where we vote people in mm-hmm. right and then they make the laws and then you have people you know government workers that try to make sure everything runs smoothly because the people in congress they can't enforce the laws they can't you know do this or that you know there's all kinds of government agencies okay. and jobs and things like that and the bottom line is a lot of these folks, they just have an issue with the way they go with the government, the whole entire government. They don't like the system. And I mean, who could blame them? Honestly, I, I get I, the whole, I get you it. know, Hey, fuck the government, but why go after us, man? We're, we're just as confused on some of the fucking bullshit as y'all are like, come on. Yeah. And it's like the, the thing is, is it's a kind of a selfish viewpoint because it's like, well, I'm inconvenienced by the system. Okay. I get it. We we all hate the government to some extent. I I would argue there's very few people that are like I love the government. No, we all have our complaints. Whether you're a leech, if you're a leech off the system, you're like, well, I'm not getting my my benefits quick. Or you're like me, like we fucking hand out too much fucking money. Like we can't pay our own fucking bills, and we're just handing truckloads of money to Ukraine. Like, okay, how does this work? You know, I don't. Bottom line, though, is these fucking people, they're like, they don't like the government, so they don't Mm -hmm. think they have to play by the rules. And so basically, to me, it's like an adult throwing a temper tantrum. I don't like the rules. I don't want to play by them, which I get. That's kind of the American way, is it not? So then sometimes I side with them to make it even more confusing. It's I mean, a mess. as long as y'all ain't fucking busting my damn windows out, y'all can go have your temper tantrum in public. It's perfectly allowed. I mean, come on. Just don't break shit. It's not that hard. Yeah, I, I think to go on another rant, because I'm feeling very ranty, the biggest problem like facing this country is selfishness and being oh, a absolutely. fucking narcissist. It, it is. All... There's no fucking... No, go, go at it, man. There's no fucking respect towards and even helping anybody out anymore. Like, what? What? Are, we are the problem solvers for everybody on every fucking level. Like, oh, they're fucking kicking my... Uh, rocks into my fucking driveway that's bullshit well can you just go over there and be an adult and just say hey man can you not do that all the way up to they're calling us on just shit that they could easily go help somebody else out on like it's not hard to go out of your way to go help somebody 
as a society, we are all just so focused on what is good for us, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's okay to do some things for yourself. I'm not saying that, but it's gotten way too far. Like this, I'm important thing. It's like, okay, great. You're important. Cool. You have your things that make you happy. That's great. But I think in order for this to work really good, this, this system, this country we live in, mm-hmm. we got to care about each other. We have to do things for our neighbors. We have to do things and they can be the stupidest little things. It makes a difference. But when we're all looking out just for ourselves, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think it works very well. I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you could point to so many examples of people just not thinking the world revolves around them. Like I, I remember that was something frequently that my dad used to say um, to all, all of his boys is you think the fucking world revolves around you. It doesn't. And I, I said that shit to my fucking kids. Yeah. Like, I want to do this. Too bad. <laughs> we got to do other stuff today. It's not just about you. It's about everybody and work, what works for everybody. And I, I think that's that's fucking commonly lost. Can we let's fucking bring this back on Illinois? And, and I know Illinois, you know, have, they had they've had some bad mass shootings the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. they make a law banning these guns that half of their population and maybe less than half but i mean you look at most of the counties in illinois tell me i'm wrong but i'd argue a lot of them are red counties right oh absolutely you can it's a sea of red with like what four or five blue blips of where the major cities are at so you're doing something based on what you believe but most of your state the other half of your state vietnamese disagrees with it we have no fucking compromise i think we all agree that we have a fucking we got a bad problem like we got some mass shootings at other countries i don't care you know people always say like well you know they find a way to kill people in other countries i i get that to an extent but i'm telling you in a civilized supposedly civilized first world country supposedly first world country Mm -hmm. uh, that's 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 not good oh yeah absolutely (laughs) Uh, we have a problem and, and we need to effectively deal with it but Again, like criminals don't follow laws. So we, there's so many guns in our country that we're not like another country. You can't just start grabbing these things. There's so many in circulation. Banning guns is not going to take a dent into it. Oh, no, it's not. It's it's I can literally throw a rock in my town and hit a house where they have probably a bigger arsenal than I do. And it's kind of impressive. Also kind of scary at the same time. I mean, hell, right now banning the guns. I mean, Chicago, I got people, there's people in Chicago right now calling for the gang members to have a truce between the hours of what, like 8 a.m. to fucking 9 p.m. So they can go out and, you know, get shit done without get caught in a drive-by. Amazing. I'm like, Amazing. Y'all, yeah, them gun laws are really fucking working because they're still killing each other left and right out there. It doesn't matter. Like, maybe don't restrict us so much because, what, Chicago PD is still having a massive exodus. You know, and, and here's the funny part about that. Let me let me just make an assumption here. We're we're very worried about mass shootings in Illinois, mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna take all your guns away. Okay, if you find somebody with a gun they're not supposed to have, they're not going to go to jail, right? They're just going to get released right away, are they not? Yeah, no, that's basically it. They're I didn't see anything that said, hey, you're going to take this dude to jail because they want the gun runners taken to jail, not the people that are just measly possessing a forbidden rifle. Yeah, it's uh, 
we got some shit to work out, but hey, man, let's just fucking keep grandstanding and, and being dicks to each other and, and see how that works out. It's going to work. Oh, great. absolutely. I mean, hey, fuck us for, uh, you know, being the incompetent farmers down here that just want to hang on to our guns because we're rednecks and hunters. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. Oh, hey there. It's me. I just want to let you guys know about something. On my link tree, I have links to all your favorite poorly made things. I'm going to have a link specifically to the coins and patches with Ghost Patch, my merch with Spring, and a couple other things. We're going to have Fit Responder on there. We're going to have Officer Privacy on there. And of course, we're going to have RTI Training. If you're going to go sign up for class through RTI Training, use the link in my link tree. And it helps me out a little bit, and they know that I sent you. Check out my link tree for all things poorly made. I'll be updating it as new things come up. Going forward, the link should be on the description of every podcast. And, of course, uh, find it on my profile on Facebook and Instagram under Poorly Made Police Memes. Now, back to the podcast. You know what? We've gone on some rants, and this has (laughs) turned into a rant fest. This is about you. No one cares about what I think. They care about what you think. <laughs> Tell us about your career a little bit, man. You it sound you when you messaged me, it sounded like you spent some time dispatching too. Yeah, I uh, that was a great decision on my part. So when I first started, I was a I was in part time. I was a part time officer going through the part time weekend academy. And at the time, they're like, "Hey, why don't you pick up dispatching? Yeah, you'll get more hours and more money." And obviously, young twenty year old me is like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." It's not, don't, don't do that ever. <laughs> um, but it was, it was nice to actually learn the other side of the job to where I kind of got an idea of what our dispatchers are going through, like what they're hearing on uh, the 911 calls, uh, what we're doing, getting the, uh, the logs put together for whatever got fucking done. Um, also dealing with the lovely public that for some reason wants to take all the aggression out on the person manning the phones, which was great. Okay, so you said, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was a poor decision on your part to be a dispatcher is kind of what you're saying. Other than, you know, besides learning the stuff. Oh, just for just for where I was at the time, I was still a, how do I put it? I was still a dumbass from the army. That's the best way to put it, thinking, oh, I will go multitask, learn more shit and bust my ass off to make more money and all that other stuff. And I mean, I'm. I don't regret doing getting the experience. It was just more, it stressed me to fuck out doing both at the same time. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm probably going to have to step away from this. That's not good. I need to learn one or the other. So I, I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit, the dispatching thing. Would you say it's a harder job to dispatch or a harder job to be a cop on a street? So it would, it, it's, it's a hard one to answer only because, if you're working like 911 dispatch center in a bigger, a little bit of a bigger city, oh yeah, no, that's probably gonna be a little bit tougher because we out on the street, we at least get time to step away from the call afterwards. And oh hey, we're done with that. We just need to do a report later. The uh, you know call takers, dispatchers, they're still fucking fielding uh, phone calls, paging out ambulances or fire. I mean, the only break they probably get is their um, their lunch or bathroom break, and that's about it. Where we can hide in a parking lot somewhere and just bullshit about it where i'm at it's there are days where you don't really get like you know the phone's ringing off the hook so it's not 
tougher per se. It's just a different level of difficulty, I guess, just of what you're doing. You're not, you're, you're confined to an area is what I'm trying to get at. Whereas out on the street, you can go and do whatever the fuck you want. Be nice to your dispatchers. That can also go a long way. It, it really can because I had one of the, one of our dispatchers I worked at with the last agency, she would always fucking run everybody that was called in and even associated names that were for whatever house we were going to. It didn't matter if the person was there or not. They're like, hey, we got everybody ran. They're all clear or whatever. And they were already putting in shit for us that other dispatchers wouldn't do for us. Yeah. It, it's always nice when you have that dispatcher that just either they have a little bit of knowledge or they decided to get the knowledge to do like the little things to help out. It oh, yeah. really, really makes a big fucking district a, dis- a difference. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, it really makes a big difference. And I, I was lucky. I had some pretty good fucking dispatchers that I worked with. You know, there were some that weren't so awesome all the time, but it it's a fucking for them it is a shitty fucking job so i would just be careful you know it's not hard to be nice it really isn't just don't be a cunt over the radio exactly and like a lot of guys kind of fall into this like fucking dispatch and blah 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 and it's like again we're all on the same team and Mm -hmm. let's be honest if you i this is a fucking foreign concept I know. I know. Fucking foreign concept. But if you're having an issue with a dispatcher, go talk to him. Drive up to the dispatch center. Call and be like, hey, I want to settle this out. You know, I'll make sure we're all on the same page with this. And now, yeah, obviously some people aren't receptive. But I, again, it's all about how you fucking approach this shit. And, and I know sometimes you confront those things head on. Sometimes people get respect for you. Like, oh. Okay, and then you understand what the issue is. Is it always going to work? No, it's not always going to work. But sometimes it might just it might just work. I'm just I mean, that. I've seen both ends of it. I mean, the worst end of it was we got me and my partner got sent to a fucking call where they just told us it was just a domestic disturbance. No, it was a thirteen year old that's probably bipolar, fi- actively fighting everybody, and that didn't get relayed to us. So that was fun dealing with that and also not getting back up when we said we needed back up and we tried to talk to them about it, and they didn't get it. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are just some people you just can't reach. Oh, no. But, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, what does it hurt to try? You know, you may you may end up making a new ally that gets it and isn't going to send you fucking shitty calls. You know, but if you're an asshole and you can't talk to somebody or talk to people at all, that might not be your forte, which being a cop could be a problem, too, with that type of attitude. But that's a story for another day. But I I, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to, like, be super defensive of dispatchers because there, there are some fucking dispatchers that they think that you're they think that cops like they're the boss over the cops. Like they feel like they are in control, which is a oh, really absolutely not. That's not even shitty, how it's structured. <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty way for it. Yeah, you send calls. I get it. Like you send us calls. That doesn't mean you're over us or like we're over you. Or it's if you're getting into like for the whole power thing, that's that's pretty fucking incredible. That that's a big deal to you, and you should. Work I feel like it yourself. almost develops. Honestly, really, I it, like I don't. The dispatchers I worked with, it's it was like. 
I got a friend, she was dispatched for a long time. Now she's working at a mental health uh, dispatching center where everything's over teams. But the only time she kind of went on like, you know, a tirade is whenever we would have officers that would try to play uh, some fuck fuck games over the radio, like running 700 uh, plates and not even doing one traffic stop. And we're like, really, dude, like, come on, like, what the fuck are you doing? We we just started fucking with them back where we would take forever on the to tell them the returns or add in shit afterwards, and we're like, "Come on, dude! Like we're trying to fucking work here." All right, i I think I could be a devil's advocate to that, but I will <laughs> say that that is why I'm such a big proponent of having fucking cat in cars, having the ability to run plates in cars, which. I thought was just a thing everywhere, and I have found out it is not. It, no, it is... That, that's relatively new to some agencies out where I'm at. Hell, even dash cams are still um, a few years out for some people. Yeah, it's I if you're, and I know there's not a whole lot of chiefs listening to this, and I get I get things are money related, but fuck, man, I can tell you it is so much more efficient for cops to be able to just fucking sit, run plates without having to call them all in because you run into that, right? Like you might see yeah. something suspicious that you're like, yeah, I don't got PC to stop this car, but I just want to make sure everything's up and up on it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to fucking bug dispatch with it. It's just so much easier. You know, when you're putting a case together, it's, you can run things on your own. I, uh, I'm a huge proponent of that, man. I Oh, I, it fucking makes calls so much easier. You're just like, Oh, I know the house I'm going to. Let me see what's even in the notes. And then, oh, okay, this is a whole new clusterfuck we're running into. But at least now I know, and I'm not walking into a blind. Yep. And like my my old agency, you could even self dispatch the things. So, you know, if you wanted to stop a car and the uh, the air's busy mm-hmm. and you don't want to fucking tie up the radio, fucking on site it. Now, there are some downfalls to that. If you're screaming on the radio, nobody knows where you are because you just fucking did it yourself. But, you know, there, there's pros and cons to it. But oh, yeah. it's it's funny, man. Here I was thinking like, oh, this is a, a, a normal thing. And most agencies have in-car computers and all this shit. And it's, it is just not, man. A lot of these, you know, they talk about like police funding and shit. And I'm like, it's not really a... Uh... Some places have it and some places don't, man. There's some oh, pretty no, 90%, fucking poor agencies. 90% of all our stuff that we want to get, we all got to go through grants just because we can't we can't afford it. Do you guys have pretty pretty good luck getting grants on that kind of stuff? Um it I guess it depends on who your grant writer is because some agencies they'll actually have their officer go one of their officers go for the training to do it and they're per, they actually have a pretty good knack of writing them up. Where I'm at, we're going through one of our city uh, grant writers that kind of works throughout the county, at least. Um, it, it's hit or miss, depending on what we're getting. I mean, right now, we're just waiting on an order for a squad car, so we got that one. Um, but it, it, it's hit or miss, depending on who your grant writer is. Yep, and that's that's another thing. I, I'm, I'm glad we kind of talked about that, and it- you know, obviously it's kind of a, a boring topic, you know, besides shit in your pants talking about grant writing. <laughs> and I'm not any expert in it, but I, I I know of it. You know, if you're running into an issue where you can't go to outside training because your your department can't pay for it, that's something. Look at your state, do some Google searches. There's usually grants out for police training or whatever. And yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of work. You know, you're gonna have to, you know, 
contact some people and write some, write up a grant or whatever, but it might work, you know? And, and, and if you work at an agency where you guys don't have proper equipment, you know, maybe take it upon yourself, you know, maybe ask first, but say, Hey, you know, we need this stuff. Can I try to apply for a grant? I mean, there's options out there. I mean, sometimes you got to kind of fend for yourself to get this stuff, but it, it's something to be aware of for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now we're, um, I don't remember what we did to get the new, well, not the new, but we got the upgraded tasers. We finally went to the X2s after using the 26s for, oh my God, how fucking long was that? God bless those 26s. God, the they, they keep going. They don't, they don't want to die until they actually go down and they go down in screaming glory because goddamn. I miss the party confetti. I just got to say, you know what? Yeah. No, that I miss that too. But I fuck. I love the I love the X two a lot better. It's just oh my god, so much better. Not and now knowing that if we send them the axon, they're not just going to keep them. Like no, we can still get get them worked on. All right. So grants are grants are super exciting. Let's talk about your career a little bit, man. What kind of uh, what kind of cop are you? What are you into? What am I into? Jeez, that's fucking terrifying because there's not a whole lot out here. <laughs> no, um, I like getting into I like getting into property crimes. Actually, that's been my kind of thing that I've been most like burglaries in progress. We actually broke up the storage unit burglary at my last agency. Me and my partner did, so I've been really like getting into that shit. Look at you, man. That's a lost art. Not everybody gets into the whole property crime thing because it's not as a, it's not as sexy as some of the other stuff. But fuck, man. I it, hate when people's shit gets stolen. It pisses me the fuck off, and I wish we took it more seriously. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the venue work, the agency I'm at now, it's been a pain in the ass because everybody stores everything in their storage. Like, I've had people st uh, store their fucking UTVs in there, and they're like, well, I can't believe it got stolen. I Bro, why are you parking a $30,000 UTV in a storage unit? That's not very secure, dude. You just could put a fucking Brinks lock on there, and it got cut. Like, Why, what are you doing? I've never got the I I don't know. I'd have never got the storage unit thing. I've never felt like and maybe I've just been fortunate, you know, I've moved around a lot, but I maybe I haven't had enough stuff to really go store, but fuck man, like there are people that are always fucking storing shit. Is it like basically All right, I I hope I'm not offending anybody that <laughs> stores stuff all the time, but like I feel like it's just I'm a pack rat but I don't want it in my house. So I'm just going to fucking pay $19 a month or wherever it is, to put all the shit I'm never going to look at again in a storage unit until I'm on storage wars. I, th I think that's gotta be it. Cause I know there's people in town that have, uh, they've had a storage unit since what the fucking late nineties at this one storage unit place. And we're like, dude, you need to get rid of this shit. It's literally just broken filing cabinets or glass. I don't know what you have in here, but come on. I, I know I'm going to get some angry message about, well, this is why I use a storage unit and I'm like, I'll apologize ahead of time. But I just, I never, you know, cause we get those too. And I'm like, why the fuck do people keep shit in a storage unit? Like it's always junk for the most part that I've noticed or like I've seen tweakers live in them. That's, that's oh yeah, me too. Seen. Like we've had a, we had one where they said, oh, well he's got to be staying in there. And we're like, well, we can never catch him cause he'd never be out and about. And it's like, dude, come on. What are we doing here? property crimes i like that you know what we need to make 
property crimes great again and not like doing property crimes but actually enforcing that i hate this whole attitude of well it's just a property crime no one got hurt that's somebody's shit dude yeah that's to me that's like fucking important oh absolutely it's or you know the fact of oh insurance will cover it not necessarily <laughs> not God, necessarily I, I fucking hate that whole like that whole premise like it's insurance just... will cover it fuck man like i'm tired of people feeling like they gotta fucking well here i'm at they don't like locking shit up because you know it's mayberry nothing bad happens in mayberry but come on like we need to start hammering on people for just simple trespassing and taking gas cans out of sheds or lawnmowers or something i mean people work hard for that shit shit's not cheap anymore you know and if that doesn't that doesn't get people on board with my whole make property crimes great again the thing is shit isn't fucking cheap everything's so fucking expensive now it's unbelievable how expensive everything fucking is and wages really haven't changed oh absolutely it's just like god dude fuck and then gas like what 387 a gallon and you're just like well that's 15 gallons of gas stolen yeah it's i apologize that's my dog he's no i was i was wondering if you were jerking off or what was going on no that is (laughs) that is my dog leo being an asshole so I know being in a rural area, you probably have a little more time to investigate property crimes. But what I, I hated about being a city boy is it and we had like property crime units and shit, but it just seemed like the attention wasn't spent on it. And I get it. Like being murdered is worse than getting your shit stolen. I, I get that. Yeah. But we these fuckers that would be in these burglary rings and these theft rings, they'd fucking, you know, they'd be in and out all the time. They were never actually getting any fucking time. And it's like. I get why cops are like, well, this is a fucking waste of time. I'm not going to fucking deal with this because no one, no one cares. And that's mm-hmm. God, that, that is such a fucking slippery slope because when you work hard on something and it just gets fucking kicked to the wayside, then you don't fucking do it anymore. And then that work is not getting done. And I, 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 I see how this all equals like, you know, people blame this and that for crime. And I'm telling you the, the discouragement for law enforcement to do their jobs that's why fucking crime's up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, why are you going to work hard on a burglary ring if they're only going to get, what, three years of probation and maybe maybe a little bit longer? And then, you know, and then after that, they'll commit another crime. And it's just... It's a revolving I, door, but I like... I guess I like working it just to make sure I can get shit stacked on people. Because the guy that we busted for uh, breaking into storage units... Uh, he eventually went out and obviously reoffended again, and it just continually stacked to where they revoked his probation for my burglary and just threw his ass in jail for at least a good couple of years. So he's out of our hair, thankfully. It's it's tough, it, and it's again we're we're dealing with big problems here today on mm-hmm. this podcast because you were talking in the beginning about you know we went to the academy and they say you got discretion, you you got to problem solve, you can't like lock up everybody. But holy fuck, there's a lot of fucking assholes. And then people people point into like a lot of different things. They're like, well, poverty drives crime. And and, and I get that. I, I, I understand like that idea, but has it evolved? I mean, we have some like fat, poor people in this country. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. No, it, there's we, a section to it, I guess. Yeah, poverty does drive crime, but you also got to look into just people fuck there's people that just wake up and they're just like yeah i'm gonna go fucking do this i'm gonna go fucking steal they they literally don't know any other route in their life why do we have so many fucking assholes here 
I don't know. Well, it's America. You you have the right to be an asshole. I mean, that's basically what our country is almost founded on. You know, not really, but everybody has that sense of entitlement. I like that better. I say we don't have the right to be an asshole. Well, you know what? Basically, we do. We basically have the right to be an asshole now because there's no everything's okay. Well, everything's okay as long as it's left leaning. Yes, uh, everything's okay. You can do whatever the fuck you want, and somebody like I, I saw this. It was a very drawn out cartoon, but it I got the point where this this lady was being stabbed. It was a cartoon. Oh, and so this old lady's getting stabbed or something, and all the people are surrounding, and they don't feel bad for her, but they're like, "Oh, you poor poor criminal! You weren't given enough resources. You know, you didn't get this when you were a kid. You didn't get that for a kid as a kid, and." This whole video, this lady's getting stabbed. It goes on for like two or three minutes. And then the lady eventually pulls out a gun and shoots the guy. And then all the people are like, why did you shoot him? This isn't his fault, you know? And then so she said, well, I had a bad childhood. And they're like, who cares? You murdered that man. And it's, I feel like that's like kind of a real mindset with these fucking people. Oh, no, it is. It straight up is uh and it's insane. We're like, I, I feel like there's a lot of like-minded people. You know, if, if someone tries to stab me, they're going to take a fucking forever nap and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to say, and I don't know, I haven't shot anybody. So I, maybe I, I would feel bad about it. But if someone's trying to end my life or someone's trying to harm me or my family, they're not, you know, granted, I'm not, we're talking hypotheticals here. Like, you know, we all have uh we all have what's okay in our heart you know yeah. there may be a situation where i decide all right i'm not going to fucking blow this dude's brains out but somebody comes to my house and they're trying to hurt me and my family they're not making it out of my house and i'm not going to feel bad about it because they it's on them like they made that choice that day and but there's a whole section of the country that thinks the same way i do and there's a whole part of the country that says well hey man this guy Look, I get he was in your house, but like, did you have to kill him? Did you really have to kill him? Fuck yeah, I had to kill him. He broke into my house, was trying to fucking harm my family. Of course I had to kill him. He valued my shit and my stuff over his own life. I mean, that, that's. Did you see the. Uh, this is an older video, but there was like some kid was breaking into a house and he got he got yeeted from this existence and his family was like. He needed those things more than they did and shit like that. And there's people that think that if and this is fucking a terrible thing to say and, and talk about. But like, I always kind of respect the the parents that get on TV after their kids do something and they say, I am sorry. I am so sorry this happened. Oh, yeah. And they take some blame on it. Like if my kid broke into somebody's house and fucking got yeeted. Yeah, man, I'd be fucking sad that my kid died, but I'd be very upset with myself that, and I get free will, but I'd be very upset with myself that I fucking raised a kid that broke into somebody's house and scared the fuck out of him so bad. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? How else are you supposed to feel on that? I could never fathom going, oh, well, he needed that stuff more than you guys did. I would honestly, I I don't understand. I never think of blaming the homeowner. Never. No, absolutely not. Now, you know, there's always the circumstance, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I can get the situation where like somebody breaks into the house 
they see somebody's home, they're running away and you shoot them in the back. That's a little different. Now, yeah, that's a little poor they taste. They're getting in. the fuck out of Dodge. Okay. Yeah. That's that's to me that's different, right? And that was, there are some exceptions to that. I know there's some people that are like, well, close enough, I'm gonna fucking shoot him. That's different, you know. If I see some kid like trying to break into my car, I'm not gonna shoot him through my window. Okay. No, no, that's just fucked because he has so many opportunities to get the fuck out of there. And if he's in the house, like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of past the point of no return, bud. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen that type of situation where somebody I, I feel like that's happened a couple places where somebody got smoked breaking in somebody's car. Yeah, I would I'd go out there and fucking try and protect my property and that may turn into something else, but it's just it's one of those things where and again, that's to me that's looking at it with common sense, right? I'd also mm-hmm. say some people that are more on the political spectrum as me would be like, No, fuck that, I'm gonna shoot that fucker for trying to break into my car. Okay. Now we're getting a little wild here, aren't we, Bill? Like, let's, yeah, let's calm down, eat a fucking Snickers, calm down a second, try and spook him out of there, Drink a seven try up, and catch him. You don't need to fucking smoke him because he's, you know, he's stealing the change out of your fucking car, you know? Clean your fucking car out and lock it first off. I like, goddamn. Okay, hold on a second. You keep saying that, though. And maybe I'm I'm in this utopia, and we shouldn't make it easy for people, but I kind of wish we didn't have to lock our shit. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm 100% on that myself. It's just... You're a criminal sympathizer. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go on. (laughs) No, it's just, goddamn, we we had, what, juveniles busting into fucking cars, um, like a 12 and a 13-year-old doing this shit, and everyone's like, well, I can't imagine what they're they're doing, and I'm like, they're checking door handles. You guys could easily prevent your shit being stolen. Also, why are you leaving $300 vape devices and guns in your car? Like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? Why are you even vaping? That's a better question. (sighs) These people down here are fucking weird. Okay, that surprises me, because I think of, like, farm country, I don't think of people vaping. It's... It's the kids mainly. It's the well, I don't know why I'm saying kids are almost damn near adults. Fuck, I feel old now. But it's the younger ones that are picking up the vaping like fucking crazy. They're stealing all the jewels and uh whatever the other ones are called. I don't know what the fuck they're called, but what a bunch of losers. Yeah, they I didn't know. smoke they're not smoking unfiltered like you know how everybody else used to grow up or you know, looking for cigarette butts on the pavement. Well, you know, I I've made fun of vapes before, and then I got a bunch of messages like, you can't make fun of vapes. We need our vapes. Okay, Zoomer, whatever. Calm down. I mean, it's it'll be fine. I, I had some people that I worked with that were fucking vaping on calls, and I'm like, you got to not be doing that. Oh, my God. I remember that shit happening, too. Like, Look at that, I'm like, bro, can you fucking not? Can you not? You know what? You want to be a fucking salt dog and fucking roll up there with a cigar in your mouth? I'm fucking for it. Uh, I mean, if you're not, I mean, they don't know you mean business. Like, come on. Yeah, if you, like, who are you going to take more seriously? The motherfucker in an eight point in a cigar or the fucking Zoomer with a fucking vape pin with fucking uh, tattoos all over their arms? I, I'm not talking trash and tattoos but we know the tattoos i'm talking about oh yeah. absolutely the uh the thin blue lines everywhere and uh yeah poorly drawn gonna, yeah just like really like cringy weird tattoos all sleeved up and you're you're fucking smoking your your uh 
your vape pen and you got like your fucking you know what i'm just making fun of specific people now that's not <laughs> but the you know the type fucking losers how did how did we get to oh because people are stealing i'm like why am i ranting on vape pens how did we get here sometimes i don't even know how this shit happens nah it just runs its course okay so I, I, I've kind of stole the show as I always do because I'm becoming a talking head, which somebody <laughs> don't let me do it. Just fucking if I become that dude, just fucking message me. Tell me, shut the fuck up, please. I, I ask you that. I I try to be self-aware, but I, I, I need you guys. If I ever become that dude, just fucking let me know. Hey, dude, you're not that important. I need to hear it. OK, <laughs> just make sure. What is some other shit you wanted to tell me about what's going on in your, your corner of the world in, in Illinois? Tell me your story, man enlighten me <laughs> no i mean uh like we were talking about earlier like people really do want us out and about doing our job taking people to jail and shit um that need it obviously um people just i don't know people got a weird respect level now i also will say that they're also dumbasses and whatnot that we still deal with but more often than not i'll walk into wherever i'm going to and they're just like hey thank you for doing what you're doing or hey how's it going they'll wave at me i'm out on patrol and it's nice to see that rather than i don't know what people are seeing in well la or new york whatever the fuck they're seeing. but no it's it's really great because they they try to understand where we're coming from because uh they ask I, I get flagged down all the time like hey what's going on with this fucking safety act bullshit and i'm like do you want the correct answer or do you want the do you want my opinion because it's not good either way what do you think you're going to keep policing in illinois have you given any thought to lateraling or are you pretty happy where you're at um i'm i'm gonna end up lateraling not not because mainly yeah the state sucks but I want to get somewhere a little bit bigger. Um, I know there's bigger agencies around me. Like, uh, fuck, I could go to East St. Louis if I really wanted to, if I wanted to die, but I'm not. Oh, going to. fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I want a lateral out of the state, a little more law enforcement, Second Amendment friendly. Um, try to get, I don't know, better experiences where I'm not working at an agency where it's like only four people on. Because I mean, I'm the only one on in my my podunk fucking town, so kind of hate having no backup or backup that's not familiar with anything that I'm dealing with. How far away is your backup if you actually need something? Uh, 15 minutes because they just decided to close the most direct route for road construction, so they got to go up and around. Normally, though, how far would it be? Uh, about 10, if that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I will tell you, though. I will tell you that there are some beauties, I think, policing in a small town that it it's kind of funny. I think and I could be wrong, but just my personal experience, you know, I, I came from a, a bigger agency, as mm-hmm. I've mentioned several times before. I would never want to go work for an agency that size again. Like, yeah, you could hide there. and There's places to move around and special assignments and stuff. And there, there's benefits to that. And fuck, the pay's good. And I heard the pay just keeps going up because people don't want to fucking work there but there's a reason why people don't want to work there but if you're looking for the uh the action and excitement i mean you're just not going to fall it find it in a small town i i think like it 
I can't say this would work for everybody, but I, I think honestly, a good career progression, if you can do it and if it works for you, you know, if you're burnt out of a big city, but you still love the job and the opportunity to help people go work in a fucking podunk town. Like, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot different, but I think you'd probably enjoy it a whole lot. But that I'm like opposite of you where you start out oh. very small. That's what she said. But going somewhere bigger for the fun and excitement. I get that, too. I totally get that, too. I just me personally, I don't need that anymore. No, I get that. It, it's mainly to better opportunities, really getting more specialized. If I want to go detectives or narcotics, whatever it may be. Um, but out here, I mean, the best thing this work in these small towns is it helped me really learn how to talk to people, even though, yeah, I can come off as an asshole or the cops are still assholes for taking or whoever to jail. But you get better at not getting into fights. Not everything has to be 100 miles per hour. We got to do it right now and do all that stupid shit. You can honestly not bullshit your way through a call, but get better results just getting to know that person. There is honor and discretion for sure. Well, okay. So this is kind of an interesting thought and because policing is not very clear cut, but I, I wanted to throw this out here, but then add like a big, but to it because we do see guys get hurt, right? When they Mm -hmm. don't take action. And and I gotta be honest, man, we see signs and it's really easy. And and I think I went into a rabbit hole like this on on a prior podcast, kind of within the last month or so, but you kind of you got to be kind of like careful as far as giving people too much leeway. But before I get into all that, I will say that you don't you don't have to kick everybody's ass, right? You can no, absolutely not. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I I would see people, and I'm not saying it they did they broke the law or anything, but I I've seen people escalate things that I don't think needed to be escalated. That. Yeah, okay, they get to say something to you that whatever. They got to do this that didn't affect anything. I I do believe in ask tell make. I don't want to get away from that. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can give just and I know the whole you give them an inch they take a mile, but I try to treat people good and it it works sometimes. It didn't work every time. Like sometimes it bites you in the fucking ass where you're like you're just trying to ca- talk somebody into cuffs so it doesn't turn into a big fucking ordeal. Mm-hmm. But I say that with that big, but sometimes, you know, you're not going to talk people down. Oh yeah. No, we we see that a lot, obviously out here. Cause you know, Jimmy gets fucking drunk. You're not going to talk him down. He's fucking 10 natty lights into it and wants to fucking throw down. And a a big problem I had, you know, towards the end of my policing career is they kind of discouraged latching onto people. And sometimes you need to latch onto somebody to prevent the fucking fight. Oh yeah. Just, you got to do it. Like, you're not talking this fucking down guy down. You got to just, I just got to latch on this dude, put him in cuffs as quickly as possible without him. You know, like sometimes you do that shit so quick that they kind of like don't really realize what's going on until it's too late. If you oh, yeah, they get caught deer in the headlights. Like what the fuck yeah. just happened? How the fuck did I end up in hand handcuffs? That kind of shit. But you know, so I, I think, giving people a little bit, being able to talk people down and stuff. It's just like an art that is lost. But I, I think the thing that hurts sometimes is you, you see people taking too long, talking somebody down, which again, it's the Monday morning quarterback, but you watch yeah. it and you're like, fuck dude, that I, okay. So I watched a video that uh, somebody sent me, which was really interesting. And, and I'm sure you can find it. It's actually, 
okay, I shouldn't say it's funny. It kind of ends up, it's not funny, but this is a little funny. Uh, no, it's it's not funny at all. I'm just a bad person. But mm-hmm. so you have a a state trooper in Colorado. I think this happened uh, earlier this year. He stops a wrong way driver on uh i think they were not that it matters they're on like 470 or something like that starts talking to this dude the dude's obviously like there's something going on with this dude like he's either fucking batshit crazy or has got some narcotics and and the guy is quite a bit bigger than the trooper like he's not i wouldn't say he's like you know probably stacked so to speak but he's he's probably got like a six inches at least as far as height on the trooper big tall guy smaller trooper and the trooper calls for you can tell he kind of calls for a cover early but he's like i'm okay right now which uh, the lingo that i understand is like hey send me somebody but you know you don't have to come screaming kind of thing so that basically he gets him out of the car and he's trying to talk to him and the guy keeps trying to go into the car to get a cigarette or something which leads me to believe he probably knew he was going to jail for something right he wanted to get a cigarette he wanted to get his phone and the cop's like no dude you can't you can't go into the car. And at one point he tries to go past the cop to get into the car at that point. All right, we're done. Like trying to talk this dude down until cover gets there. Like, I think we have to take some kind of action. Oh, absolutely. In my right humble there. opinion, in my humble opinion, due to the, the house bill in Colorado, the cop. And again, this is my opinion. I can't speak for him. I'm not in his brain. The cop doesn't do what, what I think he should do as far as either taste the dude. Cause he's bigger, which I always shit on tasers. I I I'm a taller dude. I'm I'm over six foot. I I I can handle things. If you're a smaller guy, it's not your fault. I'm not like I don't shit on people for their genetics, dude. You, like if the dude's gonna fucking kick your ass, that's what the tasers for, kind of thing. So, taste that fucking dude, man. And I I get you're just this is what the and that's the other thing that gets convoluted with these these bills and they don't want you using force. You tase that dude, and people are gonna and something goes wrong with there. They're gonna like. You just tased him for a, a traffic violation or a DUI. You're tasing the dude. And it takes out the fucking context of this, right? The context is there's a reason that fucking dude's trying to get into his car, whether it's drive away and hurt some people or he has a gun in the car or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So people are not looking at how that cop's feeling right there in that yes. moment. Like it's weird to explain. I'm probably sure he's probably like this motherfucker is going to go back and get a gun and probably shoot me. That's probably how he f- was feeling. And I that had, sucks. Yeah, I I'll tell a story after I, I finish just telling this story because it, I I don't want to get too far off track. But so so we have this point where like the guy tries to get into the car and then the cops like, all right, you're going in handcuffs. He tries to handcuff him and he can't. He can't do it by himself. The guy's resisting, but it's like more of a passive resisting. And I, I'm watching this and I'm like. This dude, like, something dynamic needs to happen, right? Like, you need to right. knock this dude on his ass. You need to tase this dude. He can't fucking handcuff the dude, but he settles him down. It's like, dude, go over here, like, sit on my bumper kind of thing. And the guy kind of does this, like, and then he does this fucking move where he runs around the car and uh, gets into his car in the passenger seat and then gets over to the driver's side. And the cop tases him. At that point, he tases him because the cover's almost there. You can hear the sirens. He tases him, trying to get him. They can't get the guy. It's too late. The guy's got control of the wheel. He takes off. He drives down an embankment. I assume he wrecks out the car because they 
they start driving, I think, for a little bit. I don't remember. But then they end up, like, walking or running down this embankment. And you can't see it, but, like, you hear them radio. All right, now he's out on foot, and he's running across the highway. And then you hear, and the dude just gets fucking leveled by a car on the interstate. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, it's I. It's funny. It's not funny. I need to stop saying it's funny because it's it's, not funny. it's fucked up to say it's fucked it up. Is. It's fucked but up. But I feel like I the the victim in this, the true fucking victim in this, is the poor lady that ran him over. Oh, absolutely. Because there's nothing she could have done. Not her fault at all. This fucking whacked out dude runs across the highway and get plastered. And I made an argument to the person that sent this to me. This guy is dead based on. Senate Bill 217, which was to save lives. We're going to save the lives of the people. Well, guess what? It killed that dude because five years ago, the cop would either fucking tase that dude or fucking drop that guy the fucking second he tried to get back in the car and he resisted. But because, because cops, rightfully so, are in fear to do their fucking job, that dude died. Yep. I mean, fuck, we just had a... We had a shooting down, uh, I think it was near Mount Vernon. Uh, ISP uh, was in it, and they ran a guy who, like, it was like, it started out like a vehicle assist. Uh, cars broke down on the side of the road. Well, they start running, like, the names, and the driver, I guess, gave him, like, a fake name or whatever. This dude was hiding for a warrant. Go figure. And during it, you're just like, they should have grabbed this dude up and, like, hooked him up during the fake name bullshit. Like, that should have just been already established, but... They're standing on the side of the road. They're just like, dude, you could have been down the road like 15 minutes ago if you would have just gave us your fucking name. And then he starts getting all fucking squirrely for no fucking reason over the just stupid warrant. Well, then the girlfriend, like, I guess, runs around to the other side of the fucking van to try and, I don't know, grab something. I don't know what the fuck she was grabbing, but two troopers are focused on the male who's still resisting. But he fucking runs back towards the van after he breaks through from the troopers. Pink grabs a gun. I can't remember exactly what all transpired, but it led into the actual shooting. And you can tell that the troopers were just very hesitant on doing anything of, uh, like, like you said, the dynamic action, like throwing the dude on the ground, getting him controlled, and then going after the female subject or tasing or whatever. And it was even fucking wilder during the shooting. Like, you saw the habits of the range uh, kick in where they fired like two rounds and they're about ready to holster up. Really? Oh, it was. You see it for just a split second, and then you see him go, "Oh fuck, yeah, no, the threat's still there." That's really interesting because I've never, because I, I've, I've had that thought because they talk about the thing with the, you know, this is like a classic thing they tell you in the academies. In I think it was in California where they had some troopers that the back the way they used to train, they they fucking you know put the brass in their pockets or whatever. Yep. These troopers like did that, and they I think they got killed in the shooting, but the brass was in their pockets because. You just do what you're trained, right? Right. And I I kind of wondered, I was like, well, you know, a lot of the uh, shooting drills are, you know, like, you know, two down scan, breathe, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't simulate or, or like I, I think a lot of times in these shootings, there's a lot of uh, shots being fired, which everybody, you know, the people scream. Why did they shoot him 87 times? OK, hey, so I, I wonder if that's a, that's interesting, though. That That's a whole. It, it was it was weird because one of them actually you see him almost do it and then they like catch themselves like like it's like not even like a second long of you see him like almost do it and you're like oh fuck dude like this is why we need to go out to the range more do more you know multi-shot uh shit instead of just two in a holster 
Yeah, I mean, I I get like doing two and then you know assessing if the target's down or I suppose. Yeah, but going to the holster is a problem. But oh yeah, it just shows yeah. the hesitation right there. I and and again, like nobody's. It doesn't matter what I say here because it's not. We're not changing the world here. As as sad <laughs> as that is, but police work is not. It's not clean. It's dirty. It's ugly. It's yeah, always no. going to be that way, and people. Just it's not, you know, it's not pretty fighting on TV. It's not boxing with rules or even MMA has fucking rules. It's fucking dirty and nasty and you're trying to fucking go home. And sometimes it looks fucking bad because I don't want to die. You're just trying to end the fight the quickest way possible, albeit without, you know, doing as much damage. But yeah, you're just trying to fucking get it done with over and quick and it doesn't turn into a well, why'd you beat his fucking face in? Well, because he's trying to grab my gun because you people are passing laws that make me not be able to use certain levels of force. Yeah, I had a, I had a call, which I, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, man, maybe I fucked this up. But I had a call where basically I, I see what is obviously a car that just committed a hit and run, right? It's mm-hmm. driving down the car, the road with fucking sparks flying. It has no tire, right? It won't stop. And, you know, I was told, hey, stop following it, which this was even when I started. So because you can't you couldn't even pursue things back then, which I was like, this is incredible. This guy is going to fucking hurt somebody. And I just have to let him go. Yeah. Uh, I may or may not have safely followed him to alert the people driving on the road. And eventually he he crashed out. Or he didn't crash out. The car just stopped going at an mm-hmm. intersection. So I roll up and I say, hey, I'm out with this car. This is where it's at. Way away from my district, by the way. And so other cars had to come come help me with it. But he he puts... Now, what do they tell you when you get to a car? You don't just fucking run up on the car, right? Yeah, no. I just thought about that now. And I'm like, I, okay, I fucked that up. Because I just ran up on the car. But I... I I was all by myself. He, you know, I'm giving him orders. He puts his hands out the window kind of thing. And, you know, I got him out of the car and he went for a fucking ride. I don't, that was the best throw of somebody I've ever had in my life. I will <laughs> never throw somebody like that again from like the seat to the pavement. No hesitation, no doubt. Because that dude has already shown me that he is fucking reckless or something's going on. I don't want to die. I don't want to have to fucking this dude is fucking getting handcuffed quickly and safely. So no one gets hurt. Oh, absolutely. Right? That seems appropriate to me. Aside from running. I don't think far, you could do that. Outside of that. Yeah. I don't, I think you couldn't have dumped that guy. Now I think you would have had been like, okay, sir, come out. And I don't know, man. I just, people don't, there's a lot of misinformation about policing and you hear shit like, Oh, it's more dangerous to be a, a, a pizza delivery driver and, and shit. And I don't know if there's any truth to that. It's more dangerous to fucking, you know, go fish in the Alaskan peninsula or whatever. A oh, fucking, of course it is. Of course that is. But like, realistically, what job on earth do you go and arrest people and people don't want to go where you're taking them. There's no other job like it. So, yeah, people are going to fight. They don't want to go with us. People are angry. They're violent. They're dangerous. 
you we've been hired to deal with the worst of the worst of our society and people forget about that yeah people forget because they don't want to see it they forget that oh we have a bunch of fucking piece of shit assholes in our society it's just i don't know you're making me angry man why are you making me mad <laughs> it's 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 the side effect of Illinois. yeah it radiates it radiates the anger out across across the rivers I, you know, I went to, I've been to, uh, where'd I go? I went to Peoria for a concert and then I went, uh, I want to say, I don't know, Moline or one of them places, one of the quad city places. Mm-hmm. And I just felt dirty being in Illinois. Each uh, Peoria felt is bad, man. Like, is it really? I, I never liked going up that way. Like everything north of Springfield. I don't go. I don't go north of Springfield that much anymore. It's like, God, it's awful. I, I will say though that Peoria had a uh, a place that has um like the Chicago dogs. I forget what that place is called. And it was fucking tits. It was so fucking good, dude. It's that is like if I will say that that is, is a good place to fucking eat. There's some good fucking wieners there. And I know I know about wieners. I'm a wiener expert. I love them. Okay. We have uh we've gotten off track. But that's okay. I want to do the office for the podcast because we haven't done one in a while. You motherfuckers need to send in nominations. So please do that. Uh, the guy sent in two. We're going to do one now and one at a later date, which I, I don't know if you know this, man, but I, I'm kind of very hot, uh, far ahead on podcasts right now. It's uh, uh, August 19th, and this isn't coming out till probably like September, middle September. So we're like a oh, month damn. ahead. We're like a month ahead and you followed some heavy hitters, man. So <laughs> I hope, I hope you're, uh, you continue to bring your game man. we the, like, we've had some nine 11 podcasts. We had a, a cop attorney came on. So no pressure though. Okay. Don't fuck this up. I should have told you that when we started. Yeah, that's no, no, all good. It better it's okay. never. No, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. So the officer of the podcast guys, please make sure you're sending them in. I I'm danger low on these as always. And I, I get, this is like a month ahead, so you guys aren't going to hear this for a month. But so if you are the winner, of the I, I'll explain this one more time. Actually, I say one more time and I explain it every single time. Officer of the podcast, I just want to recognize people that are going out there doing a good job, not getting the proper recognition or fuck. They did something really cool and they really need to recognize. Send me a little nomination. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I will read it poorly on the podcast and they will get a nice little patch made by the homies at Ghost Patch. This is officer of the podcast. It's beautiful. It's well-made, unlike everything I do. This episode, we have a Sergeant Blankety Blank from the Blankety Blank Police Department. During my time in FTO, Sergeant Blankety Blank kept me confident and always knew how to boost my confidence and would keep me grounded. He is one of the few DREs in the area and always responds when called. He is extremely knowledgeable and a great guy to work for. He was recently awarded the MAD, so the Mothers Against Drunk Driving Award, for his dedication to getting drunk drivers off the street. He stays positive even when admin overlooks him. Well done, Sergeant Blankety Blank. Well done, Sar- Sergeant Blankety Blank, for going out and doing getting Deweys, even though you're a fucking a Sarge. Good for you, bud. Fucking, fucking DRE. Good for him, man. Does he deserve a uh, airplane T-Rex or applause? I'm a T-Rex. 
I'm like 99% sure that I said air porn, but that's okay. <laughs> it fucking works. It works. So, buddy, we've come to the point of the podcast where one of two things can happen, or both things can happen. If there's anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to discuss, we can bring that up. Or if you had any questions of me that I can answer for you. I'm drawing a blank right now, man. <laughs> Well, I fucking put the pressure on you to fucking yeah, hate no, you, fuck yeah, this I crumble. up. I crumbled. You immediately the, the fucked it up. Under pressure. Immediately fuck, <laughs> fucked it up. That's like that's like when I get invited. You know, you 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 finally get to go ahead after a couple dates to have sex with a chick. Thirty seconds, man. Thirty seconds. It's I. Just, it's girl, fucking I, embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Hold on a second, though. We want, you want to talk about that? Do we want to let the the secret out so girls understand? Or maybe maybe no, it's they're just not me gonna and I'm going to embarrass. It's going to get twisted. Okay. Here, it's a good thing, though. Here's the thing. Guys, we're simple creatures, right? There's very few reasons that I exist on, on this earth, and sex is one of those. But if – and I've been married for a long time, okay? Okay, why are we talking about it? I'm not even drinking. Why am I about to tell you guys how long I last in bed? I just, Let me just put it this way. Especially when it's something new and exciting. It just is what it is. It's not their fault. Okay. So just wait, do we need to have a uh do we need to have a moment for the premature ejaculators out there? Yeah, pro- yeah a moment of silence for them for their sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't do moments of silence. <laughs> you know, There's you know no what's gonna thing. happen. appropriate always appropriate i don't care how many people hate this i'm gonna keep doing this bit spend all your time waiting ladies it's not his fault that he's a premature ejaculator it's because he loves you and he likes you well love's a little strong he might not love you but he really wants to bang with bang you and he's just really excited so there's some options you know, you could and jerk him off first. Make sure he finishes, though, because if you leave it hanging there, he's going to go even quicker. Okay. This is bad. This is really oh, bad. Anyway, a moment for our <laughs> premature ejaculators. We we support you, man. And just make sure you beat off before your day. Okay, on that note, on that <laughs> high-quality note, you ready for my dumb questions, bud? I am absolutely ready. Okay. Is marijuana legal in Illinois? It is legal recreationally as long as it's from a dispensary. Okay. It's, it's, who cares? But um, we don't charge on it anyway. So it basically is legal. Do you think marijuana should be legal? I mean, at this point in the game, it's really basically regulated like alcohol. That's just my thought process on it because. I mean, fuck, it's probably not even, it's no worse than it. Do you think cops should be able to use marijuana? Not that, that's interesting because it, if I'm understanding correctly, it stays in your system a lot longer than um, 
everything else, correct? Like what, 30 days or some My shit? understanding, I, I've heard, we actually had a guy recently on the podcast that said that, well, that's kind of changing a little bit and they have ways to test it a little bit more. So maybe there's something out there, but I, I'm not certain of that. Uh, I guess if we could figure out that testing to where, you know, you're not getting hemmed up for some stupid shit, maybe, but at the same time also, I wouldn't fucking risk it over some, over Mary Jane for Christ's sake. I mean, if they can pin he it on you for, If they can pin it on you for something dumb you did and it's like, oh, it was in a system, like, no, for the time being, probably not. Hey, we've all heard that on a call, right? I know I got that from somewhere. He got away. I swear to God, I've heard that several times on a call when you're not a- about to rest baby daddy or whatever. Oh, he got away. Somebody... Oh, my God. He's got away. He got away. Yeah. If you're really not a cop until you've experienced that. It's like, okay, I don't care. I still don't yeah. rest. Basically, it's like, man, can we not, please? <laughs> Would you do it all over again? If you had a, a magic time machine you could go back, would you decide knowing what you know now, would you decide to stay in law enforcement or or I can't fucking ask my own questions. Would you have uh, been a cop or would you have done something else? I probably still do it. I mean, as much as a pain in the ass Illinois made being a cop, it's still some of the most fun I've ever had. Hey, out of curiosity, I meant to bring this up earlier, but we went on a tangent about something. God knows what. So you think about lateraling to a different state. What state yeah. are you looking at? I'm looking at hell itself, Arizona. Really? I got a friend that I've lives out there. Uh, she okay. she loves it. She's in a major metropolitan area. She moved out there just to get away from the home area. She's doing so much fucking better. I went out there in February, and it's just fucking gorgeous. I love it. It's the the valley area surrounded by mountains it's just it's fucking nice and i'm probably gonna eat my words when i do eventually move out there and it's like 140 degrees outside and i'm melting just say you're following a chick bud <laughs> no 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 i got i got my man here so you got your white hair i said i got my man here i told when i <laughs> he called me fucking gay for drinking the bud light orange and i said you're not far off the mark oh shit yeah. <laughs> oh god damn it. It, it. I have I can make gay jokes, right? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Okay. Okay, so now we have to go down another rabbit hole. If you're okay with that. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. Okay, first off, does your dude want to fucking move to Arizona? Oh, he hates his family over here, so yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do gay guys, do they also deal with the premature ejaculation like a straight guy would? Yes. It's, okay. So it's this universal. fucking problem, this is a universal fucking problem. Why are we you not pouring money into medical research for this? You are a, you're like a unicorn. Do you know that? You know what? I don't want to say that's a unicorn. Can we talk about politics a little bit? <laughs> because I feel like I, I'm not like die like you know we've talked about a few things and like i i'm not i assume based on a lot of our conversations that me and you have some very similar political leanings mm-hmm. is that fair yeah do you find because i i'm curious about this because i feel like sometimes gay people get pigeoned in to being liberal and i'm like i don't think they all are i don't think that's really fair no and i mean 
the liberal sense left leaning now is not the fucking left leaning. I I I honestly I don't want to be associated with. I mean, it's fucking crazy. It's we're mostly all conservative down here. Like even my boyfriend, he's more conservative leaning than well, what probably the ones from Chicago that are super left leaning for no fucking reason. I gotta tell you, like I'm amazed at myself for the lack of self awareness that I made gay jokes on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I have a terrible gaydar, man. I I have a terrible gaydar, <laughs> which is great. You want to know why? Because it shouldn't fucking matter. No, it shouldn't. It should not matter what you do in your own fucking bedroom. Well played, bud. <laughs> um, okay, all right. I I apologize. Can I ask awkward questions that I need to know? All right, let's go for it. Okay. I've seen some memes going around and it fucking cracks me the fuck up. So I have to ask the voice. You you don't have the voice, but a lot of gay people have the voice. What's the voice about? Can do you have any like for us normies? Can you explain the voice? Do people do that for attention? Like, what's the deal with the voice? It ha- and This is it has to be for attention because I don't have anybody in my fucking circle that does that voice like intentionally. Like it's always for jokes and shit, but I've never met anybody that does that voice like sincerely. Like my boyfriend doesn't, we talk like normal people. Okay. So at my department, there was a lot of gay folks on the department so much so that like I had like really no idea who was gay, which again is the way it should (laughs) be. Like, who cares who you fuck, right? Um, right? But there was a couple dudes where I was like, no way. Like, this, the, no one had the voice, right? Yeah. Maybe we're stumbling on something here. Is the voice, like, I'm a liberal gay, and if you don't have the voice, then you're, like, a more conservative gay? I don't even Is think that... it, I don't think it's that even. Like, it's, it's really weird, because there's, and take, this opinion, not opinion, but this fucking observation loosely, there's people on the internet that do that fucking voice and they're talking about conservative politics and it's like, what's like, what's going on here? Like, that's not normal. That that doesn't associate with this. Okay, because I've it's something that doesn't make sense. And, and maybe the best way to put it is the people that do the voice because I think there's, a, there's variations of the voice because I think there is, um, People that like, look, I made the McLovin thing. Like, I don't have a very deep voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think there are people out there that do like a voice. So they talk like this because it, it's, it, it identifies with a, a characteristic. I wonder if like the people that do the voice, they just really want everybody to know that they like Dick. Fuck, that could be it too. I, it, it's a mystery. We need to science me on. We need science on the voice me. and premature ejaculation. I, I just know that I hear that voice and I'm just like, oh fuck, no, we're not dealing with this. That is straight up repellent for me. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: There's a perception in in rural America that they don't like gay people. Have you had any issues in rural America with? like being looked down upon or whatever for being gay no not not really i mean i don't all the small town hicks aren't all after you and all over you what no i can't i almost said a word i can't say um it involves trees but we'll just go there so you're telling me that all these horrible racist homophobic people in these small areas 
are nice to you? Most often than not, yeah. I mean, I don't broadcast that I'm over here banging a dude for Christ's sake because it's really, <laughs> hey, none of their business. But on the, on the flip side of that, I know a lot of these fucking old boomer ass uh, dudes that, you know, they hate hate the gays and everything. I'm pretty sure if I took their phone, I could probably find them on Grinder. I'm pretty sure I could. You think so? You think there's like I could I could probably bet I could probably bet I could probably name a few and it's fucking wild the stereotypes are crazy like obviously we all know that I'm a friend of the gays I now have two gay friends everybody fuck you um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I I really like that's to me that's never been a thing like I, luckily I grew up where it's like nah if you're a fucking gay who gives a shit right which oh. is the way it should be it's turned into something else now like it's definitely turned into something else now where. I think normal gay people get associated with something I don't think you're associated with at all, but we're not, we're not going down that rabbit hole today, kids. Cause we're just not, we've talked about it enough, but I, I don't know. It's, I, I think when you run across somebody that like, and this is my opinion based on a single interaction, but like you run across these dudes that are very like anti-gay, very anti-gay. And there was one dude that like, it almost was like, he's trying to prove that he doesn't like dudes. And I'm like, I kind of think he like dudes. It's all right. That, that, that right there. That's basically, it's like, you're talking the loudest about it, man. That's kind of, if you're talking about dudes fucking the most, you're, that's kind of gay, dude. You're the gay one here. (laughs) Like you're gayer than me right now. Why are you gay? Okay. Can we, I, dude, I have so many questions and I'm sober. Can we keep going with this? Let's go. Okay. Uh, all right, you fucking tell me to shut up, man. Don't let me fucking push any boundaries or anything. But I, I'm kind of curious. Like, did you know when you were like really little that you were gay, or was that like kind of a puberty thing? Where you're like, huh, I think I like dudes. So let me uh, let me establish this. So whenever I said I was gay, I was maybe throwing it a little too far that side of it. I'm I'm bisexual actually, but it really kind of started right about high schoolish, where it was like what the fuck's uh, and i saw it as what the fuck's wrong with me but obviously we figured that out you know this would have been a perfect time for the sound clip which now i amazingly can't find so to add into my my scientific research here um you weren't like a little kid and you didn't have to be introduced to that as a little kid obviously not nope yeah dude that's such a fucking weird thing to me like i understand like I get it. Like, I don't want my kids to be mean to gay people. I, I understand that aspect of it. Like, but like it, it's just gotten so weird now where it's like, why do we talk about sex all the time with little kids? Like, like we don't need, um, and I hate to say it, we don't need really gay characters on kids shows to be thrown down the throat. Like if that's what they are, that's what they are. Don't fucking over colorize it. I guess that's the best way to put it right now. Okay. Like, don't make it blatantly obvious and throw it down the throat. I, I know this isn't like a a kid show per se, but um, oh, what the hell? Shit's Creek, David. Right? He fucks mm-hmm. anything. Guys, girls, whatever. I think they refer to him as pansexual. It was one of those things where like, I know the politics of the people involved in that show, but it was fun and it wasn't shoved down your fucking throat unnaturally. It was great. Okay. David's this. Cool great fucking show hilarious fucking show Mm -hmm. you know and like that was one of the most i guess well done things where it didn't feel like they were just doing it to like 
feel good about it. Like it was just his I, character. That's what it was. It was just his character, right? Like, and it wasn't like weird or anything. I don't know. It's just we gotta fucking just like kids be fucking kids, man. Like, I think that's the worst part about what's going on right now is we've kind of robbed kids of their childhood. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything is what twenty four seven broadcasted on whatever they want them to think or feel for fuck's sake. And then on top of that, implementing some really strange rules in fucking school, like out in Cali. Like I couldn't even imagine that shit. Yeah, I it's it's weird. Okay. I I might be done with my my weird questions because <laughs> here's the thing. We don't get to have these conversations. Like I don't know. I don't fucking know some things and how do you find out but to ask? And right? it didn't it didn't kill anybody. Like fuck. Are you like I don't know. I I've talked about this before, but I watched this video and it was specifically like, I know you're not black, but I mean, I, I've been wrong about things on this episode already, but <laughs> it was, I watched this video and it was specifically like asking black people questions. And it was like microaggressions. It's like, Oh, what about this or that? And it's like, you know, these annoy black people. And I'm like, dude, a you're speaking for everyone, which I don't think is fair And these fucking people that you're saying are microaggressions. They're trying to be nice and find out things about you. They're trying to be friendly. They're trying to like, and I get it. It's awkward. It's, it's, but like, you're being fucking like mean to these people. Like, I get it. Like, so let's you know break down like the barriers be, by building more barriers. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I get it. Like, as cops, we always are like, fucking leave me alone. I'm trying to get lunch. Right. That's a, right. one of my favorite memes. I've made that joke a million fucking times. It, like I get it. Like I, I understand what that point is trying to make, but it's like when people come up and say hi, they're just trying to break the barrier, right? They're just trying to say hello, you know. And yeah, we're like we're tired and hungry, and we don't want to fucking, you know, shake this guy's hand and kiss a baby. But it's like, all right, it's, all right, it's kind of what it is, right? And I get black people didn't sign up to like be approached like randomly, but the thing is, is we've made race so awkward in this country. Like people don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. Am I allowed to talk to black people? Am I not? Like, I don't know the rules. And we've made it so fucking we've resegregated ourselves, essentially. Oh, yeah. No, we're back to uh, pre-civil rights almost is what it feels like to an extent. I think some people want that, though, which is weird. It's like I thought we were going to be like this melting pot and like, yeah, some bad shit happened. But let's keep talking about the bad shit that that's happened and we can't move forward. And we're going to judge everybody based on the standards of some fucking horrific uh, yes I, I i remember being there in the you know <laughs> the 1800s when that stuff was still going on i remember it clearly like it was yesterday but you know what yes. the fuck like I, what am i supposed though, to do about that it's your fault though yeah um, I, there I... I feel like there's a lot more dudes out there coming out as like bye do you think that's a thing now more um, than ever or is it like is there are you guys kind of I, I are guys generally more i know there's by guys obviously but do you think guys are usually straight and it, it's either straight or gay what i see a lot yeah. um okay. but i guess it all depends on what area you're in out here it's it's either straight or gay most of the time yeah i don't know because i've always made the joke like almost all chicks are by. <laughs> and I, I stand by that. Like, I get it, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Guys are gross, right? No, like oh, chick, absolutely. We're fucking we're disgusting. All right. <laughs> Guys are fucking disgusting, right? We're chicks. They're fucking a work of art. They're fucking magnificent. 
I get why a chick would want to be with another chick. I'd love to watch. That sounds fucking great. But I don't know. Okay, we we've <laughs> we've digressed. Thank you for humoring me and um not canceling me because I make gay jokes. Okay. Here's the thing. What's great is we can fucking make fun of each other. It's beautiful. Why can't we? Can we so- make make making fun of each other great again? How about that? Politely, yeah, like, right? There's the a way to do it. Look, there's a way to do it. Like there's cheeky and fun shenanigans, and then there's just cruel shenanigans. Keep it cheeky and fun. Okay. And obviously now I know why you, you drink Bud Light. So <laughs> oh my god, that obviously the name of the gotta fit I the should... stereotypes. That has to be the name of the podcast. Now I know why you drink Bud Light. <laughs> Perfect. That, that might be the name of the podcast. All right. Um, what are you gonna do when you retire, dude? Fuck. That that's a that's a really good question. Um, honestly, since I didn't get to do it like when I was a little bit younger, I might actually travel. That's like the go-to answer, but it it really is the best answer it, because. I'll tell you what, it's, it is really cool. Like I always look forward to just, you know, every once in a while we get to go somewhere new and it's like, I like to experience different things. And now I'm probably not like going to be like a world traveler. You're going to see me taking any fucking, like, I'm not going to go back tracking or back. Oh yeah. Backpacking no. across Europe. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to stay at a hostel uh, or anything like that. I'm going to explore here. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone of exploring mm-hmm. and go where there's some bass fish, you know, some bigger bass, but I'm not going to go too crazy. No, I mean, like a trip to fucking Europe. I'd like to go see France or Germany, whatever the fuck it is outside of the goddamn airports. Like, that'd oh, be, you want to, that... you want to go to Germany? That's racist, bud. Oh, I know. How dare I? Oh, no, I forgot. They, they don't like that. Yeah. You, you forgot what they did. Yeah. What was the stupidest thing you did as a rookie? Oh, fuck. Um, so the day I got hired um, full time, I had to come in to work a uh, midnight shift at the agency that uh, hired me uh, for full time officer. And it was a night shift; I didn't get much sleep. And I'm out driving, just doing typical patrol shit. I see a dude walking around on the side of a road. I'm like, "Well, that's kind of fucking weird." I look up and making a turn, and I put my fucking squad car up a guide wire of a powerful. <laughs> The, the best part is I didn't realize what was going on. Like I'm looking at this dude, like, okay, kind of. Those weird fuckers are strong too, man. Like I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Oh I've got God, one was... near me, and I always wonder. Like that's why I reacted the way I did. People are like, "What do you laugh?" Because like I'm like, I a car is going to go up this someday. I know it. I know they can support the weight of a Dodge Charger. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Knocked out power to four houses. <laughs> And I didn't realize it happened until I looked up. I'm like, who's shooting off fireworks? Oh, that's a power line. Nope. Holy shit. That is horrendous. That's amazing. My chief almost fucking killed me. I'm like ready to hand in my shit. Like, I'm like, I've already fucked my probation up. Like, career over. Fuck. That's amazing. I come the next day. He's like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, come on. Do better. <laughs> it's fucking great. Okay. I have a new question on the podcast. You got any good dildo stories at work? Obviously, we've talked about enough about your private life at work. Do you got any good dildo stories? Fuck. Not any fucking one that's going to match the one that I remember on the, on the one back. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but it was one a while back. But uh, fuck. No, I never got any good 
like dildos out of cars or anything. It was always everybody else that pulled over the wrong meth head and they got like a homemade flashlight out of or something. Yeah, I've I've never run in really to the dildo thing. Like now that you say it, I do remember there was a guy that had something that we were pretty sure was a homemade flashlight. You know, you think of like that that classic like really shitty yellow flashlight. You know, you get oh, like, the fucking God. dollar store or something. And yeah, this dude was going on there. This officer was looking for meth, and everyone's just standing there like, "Well, you you've got to search that dude." You know, <laughs> I mean, where else to hide it? Because you you would think like. I get it. Like uh, a flashlight would be a great place to hide dope. I would. Oh say. God, yeah, no, because nobody's gonna, nobody, nobody's just gonna do nobody's it. Gonna no, do. nope. You can have it back, sir. You win. Please have you win. Have have your dope, sir. Please take it. <laughs> you got a good dead guy story. Oh fuck! I got all my dead ones except for my first dead person story it was good ones, but uh, this one uh, we uh we get called over to like a well being check, and you already know it's gonna be a fucking dead person. And it's a trailer park. Even better. Guy's like, well, we haven't seen her in like five, ten days. I'm like, okay. Check the windows. They're all covered with blankets naturally. So no response. He's like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, okay, man, I didn't tell you this. But you can go in and do the well-being check. He was the maintenance guy at a park. So he had access to every to the, all the trailers there. So he walks, he goes in. I'm on the phone with my chief just letting them know, hey, we might have a dead person out here. And this dude, I hear him yell from inside. He's like, hey, uh, officer, I, I feel I feel concerned. I feel concerned. Verbatim, we said, so we, we walk in behind him. And you can just smell it. It's not like summer dead body, but it's just, you can smell it. So we're going up there. He's like, she's probably sleeping in there. I look in there, shine the flashlight. This, bit, this lady, dead in the bed, green fucking face. Yeah, it was bad. I'm like, my partner's like, are you going to go check? I'm like, no, she's fucking dead. I know she's dead. Her face is green, motherfucker. Yeah, it uh, it was a diabetic, so she basically had a diabetic coma throughout the night and just passed. And then a genius uh, park guy was like, where's her daughter at? And I'm like, what the fuck you mean her daughter? We opened up the, the bedroom, the last bedroom down the hall, and he said the daughter was different before we did this, but uh, she was different like we're talking like should have been locked in a mental asylum different like she's sitting in a corner of she's like 30 something years old sitting in a corner there's just wrappers and food everywhere there's drawings on the wall and she's looking at us like wide-eyed like just staring at us like she's looking at the devil walking in the room or something and i'm looking i'm like what's wrong what? with her? And he's like oh yeah no it, was, it gets worse so he he goes i think she's like bipolar or schizophrenic or something and i'm like oh fucking great so we get the coroner, get everybody there to go take care of shit. My chief looks at me, who's the actual taking care of the death investigation. He looks at me and goes, hey, can you go in there and watch her and just shut the door? And I'm like, you want me to be in there alone with her? He's like, you're going like, to be did fine. She speak, did she speak words or anything? Like, did She, she was whispering to the dead? fucking corners like something was standing over there. She would like look at the corner, like mumble something, and then snap back and look at me. And then look back at the corner and go, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die in here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she, she she was just straight fucking, like, just straight unmedicated crazy. So we end up having to make a few phone calls. She ended up becoming a ward of the state, which is fucking sad because the family's like, yeah, we don't want to deal with that, that dumpster fire. And we're like, you kind of have to, like, please. We don't know what to do with her. 
Dude, that's fucked up. It's sad. That's fucked up. But I mean, like, oh, it, it was sad. I, I was get the where most... the family's coming from. Oh no, I do too. But I was just like, can you give her some meds or something? Like, calm her down a bit. She's talking to something. I don't know what's in there. Oof, that's a bad time. It was a good you know, time afterwards, but the whole thing was just like, this is, this is interesting. You know, I, you always have to worry sometimes, like pets. What are we gonna do with the pets? The, I mean, thank God. You know, normally, you know, we hear the thing about you know pets eating, eating people, but thank yeah, God she didn't eat her mom. That would. Oh been my God! Time. It was it was like eighty degrees in there, but it was the winter time, so it wasn't like crazy, stupid, stuffy hot in there. But I don't know where she was getting her food from from like the past five days. So it'd been that long. She'd been down for that long. She'd been she was dead for about a week, at least a week or so. Oh, dude, that is fuck. So that fucking crazy chick is in there doing whatever for a week with her. Yeah, dad. and while her mom is just dead in the bed, and I guess she didn't think nothing of it because mom's always tired of sleeping. So this was just another typical Tuesday for her. I'm I'm assuming. Oof. Yeah, that's a that's a good story. It's fucked up. That's a good story. <laughs> Do you? Is there something you wish they would have told you in the academy that you learned the hard way out on the jobs? I guess actually how to fucking how to actually talk to people like not in the academy sense of how to fucking do stuff but like actually how to talk to people because they throw people out on the streets and you're just like kind of robotic and there's no flow to everything which I know comes with time and experience but they could have prepped everybody a little bit easier for like walking into domestics or um, just your weird one-off calls like disorderly conduct or some shit but they never really got into just hey man just fucking talk to people like normal don't be a robotic but like asshole to be there to solve everything instead of making you know small talk during a warrant arrest you guys like cheese <laughs> so how about the how about the rams <laughs> waiting hey, for the felony warrant to come back so let me ask you this did you guys do scenarios in your academy we we did some, and they were more on the fuck. What was it like? It was like it was weird scenarios, like more towards a special needs area, like deaf people and shit. Hmm. But we didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I always, and this is just an observation I'm making now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you meet some like crazy people on the road that mm -hmm. do not want to cooperate, for sure. But I, I feel like sometimes the academy instructors kind of got carried away with that and they made it so unrealistic because they were acting so crazy that it wasn't real. Like, I get that they were trying to, like, throw a little bit at you to kind of fuck with you, but it got to be, like, too much where I'm like, well, this isn't realistic at all. This is just. Yeah, no, bad. you kind of get out there and you're like, what were they prepping us for? The actual mental asylum? Yeah, just. And I get it. Like, I, I know I would be probably guilty of like, well, I'm fucking with this guy today. I'm going to do some fucking weird shit that he's never seen. I I get that. I totally get that. And it's, I guess, part of the game, too. But, you know, some more realistic scenarios would be would be good, you know? Oh, absolutely. It would have been great to deal with, like, the, uh, what is it, the most competent schizophrenic known to man, where it's like, hey, do you want some help? And they're like, no, I'm not going to a hospital. You know, oh, that's it. That's your call. I I know there's a lot of guys and gals out there that are really big into watching body cams. I wasn't, and I'm I'm still not. Like occasionally, I'll watch something that somebody sends me, 
and most of the time there was two reasons. A, I did it every day, which I I think can be flawed logic because there's something you can learn from yeah. things. So I'll I'll take my lumps on that too. But B, it's like sometimes these videos are like a half hour hour long. I'm like, dude, I want to go play with my kids, man. Like I oh I absolutely. Know. So, but I I think that could be a really good tool for the academy. Which yeah, you're not living it. But you can dissect that stuff. And, and yeah, your Monday morning quarterbacking the shit out of it. But it's like, all right. And it could just be average calls. Like, okay, so this officer said this. Yeah, he's not perfect. But what do you what 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 could he have done differently? You know, do you think he did good here? And just and show really good examples, show bad examples. And I, I think the use of body camera as far as interacting with people and showing interpersonal communication, I think I would argue in my my knowledge, uh, I I would say is uh it's underutilized. I I haven't been to a police academy recently. I'd be curious to to see that. I I felt like a lot of times when we watched dash cam or body cam when I was in the academy, which body cameras weren't really a thing when I was in the academy. They were kind of first starting. Those got developed very quickly after Ferguson, but they they would just basically show OIS is like. That kind of shit. Like, oh, this is what these were the warning signs before this dude got shot, which is, you know, you still need that. But I would say, like, for your normal everyday calls, you just you don't really get. Sent you don't out. get used to the, you the don't day-to-day get mundane yeah. shit. No, you don't. You really don't. Because you can these new I don't want to say every new guy from Academy does it, but they can really fuck up a whole um, a whole ass call just by saying the wrong thing and turn it into something that should have been completely handled and normal i i hear exactly what you're saying and i i think maybe that's that flawed logic of like well well i wouldn't say it's necessarily flawed here i think we should have more training there i said it i think a lot of people agree with that but you know we ship people out of the academy so fucking fast where they're like all right well we we only have three four months to train this guy up we have to pick what's the most important so i get like all right we just got to hope he can communicate with people i hope that he can uh do this or that because hopefully he had those skills growing up or whatever and i understand that but but like talking to somebody in the store is a lot different than talking to somebody that's just been a victim of a crime or you're trying to get information out of it's just you're like ah, he'll learn it on the road okay he may learn it on the road but he's gonna fuck up some important calls potentially oh yeah and then he's he's gonna get shit on by upper like why'd you fuck that up for us like that that was like, what the fuck, dude? And the academy, where at least where we're at, they basically put all of our training. Oh, your department will teach you that. Your department will teach you that. Um, no, the fuck they didn't. Are you sure about that? No, they didn't teach yeah. me shit. Like it was just, it's so bad. Like, oh, you'll learn how to deal with, um, you know, armed robbers and everything. All uh, you know, your high risk shit, and uh, not where I'm at, man. There's like one stoplight. I'm not gonna have that like you guys are going to have up in Springfield. Fucking Springfield. Is Spring Springfield a shithole? I've never been. Depending on the street um, where our academy was at, had some wild people. We almost had some dude almost get his window taken out by a weird method with a cinder block on his way to academy, which was <laughs> fucking shit. Amazing. Chicago or Illinois never change. I do hate Illinois Nazis, that's for sure. Um, what do you think the proudest moment of your career is? 
It was um, unintentionally getting someone clean off drugs. And I say unintentionally because I didn't know this was going to spiral like it did. So I get called for a, just, it's relatively recently, a dumb fucking trespass. And it was truly dumb. This woman was like, I wanted this dude off my property because he showed up unannounced and I slapped him and he, you know, left. It turns out it was over weed. Go figure. Some stupid amount And as I'm getting through the call, the kid's present. So I'm like, well, fuck, I probably got to call DCFS over this because there was a child present during an altercation. So, and she's freaking the fuck out because she's like, don't call DCFS, don't call. And I'm like, look, they're probably not going to do anything because DCFS is nor is notorious for not doing shit for reasons. I'm glad that's the same in every state. Well, all of a sudden, recently, they actually got their head out of their asses. They started yanking kids out of some real shitholes. So I'm glad they started getting their head together. But this one was, they go do a checkup and they're like, hey, what the fuck? And they found out that she was on meth. She wouldn't do a piss test. So they're like, okay, we're taking your fucking kid. And I'm like, I didn't know we were going to fucking do that. So she actually took off the rehab, her and her sister, for about uh, two months, I think. And they, they got clean. They both got clean she waved me down like three months later she's like hey i gotta tell you thank you for you know calling dcfs i'm like who the hell are you because i didn't recognize her she looked completely different and she's like you're the one that called dcfs whenever i slapped the the dumbass for uh trying to get weed i'm like oh yeah i'm sorry i didn't know dcfs was gonna try to take your kid like for literally that but uh um, she got clean she I'm, i'm happy to hear it that's awesome. I God, that's a rant. We haven't even fucking gone. We've talked about a lot of shit on these podcasts over the last two years, but that is not something we really talked about was is is um man, mate, that would be a good guess. Maybe I can track somebody down that that does um the uh, the child welfare stuff. You know, we call it DHS, uh, CHS or whatever depending on where you're at. And it's I get it. It goes back to this root thing we, we've talked about this whole podcast is there's mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking assholes that live in our country. And of unfortunately, some of them have kids. And unfortunately, a lot of them have kids. And yeah. what do you do? Are you going to fucking take kids out of all these fucking homes? I mean, it, it, there's some practical. You can't really do it. But I mean, we've all seen it. We're like, this person should not have children in the home and they don't do shit about it. Like, all right, whatever. Look at oh, yeah, that, no, look at that story. Look at that fucking story where they did something. They actually did something what they should have done. And it fucking may have changed this person's whole life cuz I will tell you people not always. Like we've always always met that crackhead that's like, "Oh yeah, my kids are living with grandma and you know, I've got I'll, I'm trying to get custody back." Ooh, you're not going to. But that is a great motivator for a lot of people, like a wake-up call, like, I need to clean my shit out or or my, my life up or I'm going to fucking lose my kids. Oh, yeah. And I, I'll I say think that, that about should her. be used more as a motivational tool. For- yeah, I'll say that about her. She loved, the, she loved the shit out of her kid. Like, we never went there for domestics or really anything. Yeah, she was doing that for dealing weed out the back door. But we've only went there for just just stupid stuff. And this was the, the ultimate kicker for her to get off uh, the pills and meth and I'm, I can say I've seen one do it outside of all the ones that said, oh, I'm three weeks clean. Yeah, you're always three weeks clean. <laughs> that would also be a good name of the podcast, but we got to do the Bud Light thing. <laughs> do you have any ghost or alien stories that you'd tell, like to tell the millions of listeners about? Not any aliens, but uh, 
got plenty of fucking ghost stories, unfortunately. My boyfriend is a conduit for the undead, apparently. Really? Uh, yeah, Pacific Islander descent people, conduits. I was going to say, like, pro points for the use of that word. I fucking love that. Conduit <laughs> is an underused word. Go on, it tell is. me some ghost stories. So... Let's see here. We we started out. I moved up. So when I, before I even got in law enforcement, we had to move out of my house during a crash of 08. Um, I'm sleeping and I wake up for whatever fucking reason. There's this fucking six foot tall shadow standing next to my bed and leaning over me, like looking me dead in the fucking eyes. I'm like, okay, we're going to do that tonight. And I yanked the covers over. I'm like, nope, we're not doing this shit. We're not doing this shit. No really weird encounters until I start working because, or, yeah, full-time at my next apartment because every police department's haunted. Go figure. I'm sitting in with my dispatcher. We're just bullshitting. It's a midnight shift, so nothing's happening, and I look out of the corner of my eye, and so we're in the dispatch room. To my right, there's this door that goes out into the hallway where we have an evidence processing table, the chief's office, all that shit. Well, at that doorway, at, like, halfway up it, so, like, three feet, there's this weird fucking pale face looking around the corner of that door and I know I fucking saw it because it was like flesh color and everything like it was a person's face just looking at me and I look over I'm like it disappeared so I'm running around trying to figure out where the fuck this thing went and my dispatch was like what what happened I'm like there was something out in the fucking hallway and she's like are you familiar with the, the Beatles you could have made a, the, there was a Beatles oh the band Beatles <laughs> yeah <I'm> retarded <laughs> I was like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, only the biggest fan. But are you familiar with the Beatles? There's a, a popular song, I've Just Seen a Face. That would have been good. Sorry, I ruined your song. I don't think I've heard that one. No, I don't think I've heard that one. It's actually, uh, it's a good one. That's actually a really good song. But anyway, yeah, but it was on. fucking, it was it was so weird because that was like one of the first things that sent chills up my spine because I'm like, that's not supposed to be there. Uh, I've had buddies who actually heard like a woman scream in that police department in the middle of the night. That was like, just, just a dispatcher getting her brains. And, and then yeah. she's like, well, what are you going to do if you have a call? And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to leave. And she's like, you're not leaving here, me here. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I can't shoot it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we had uh, we had one whenever I was living with, uh, I had living over in next town over, uh, we had a ghost that was talking to the dog. Really? Yeah, it, it played with the dog. Like it straight up, like I don't know what it said, but dog's in the he's in the dining room. I'm in the living room playing video games. And I, I pause it for whatever reason. And I hear just like a female voice. And I know my roommate's not home. She's not home. She's at work. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I hear a dog like fucking around in the dining room. Sorry, he just fucking growled at nothing. So I'm like, okay, now the fucking shit's starting here. <laughs> it heard you. We're not doing that, dog. We're not doing that today. Um, yeah, no. Uh, my roommate's house was fucking haunted. We had a shadow walk past us. Um, we're sitting, me and my boyfriend, and we're sitting on the chair just watching a movie. And I just see a shadow walk past me. And I'm like, okay, we're going to ignore that. My boyfriend's sweating bullets at this moment. Fucking follows it. And it says he's like it went upstairs. I don't know where it went, but it went upstairs. Um, okay. Do you think it's uh, because of your sinful activities that there's so it, many you're haunted? So, <laughs> oh, fuck, it might be. It might be honestly fucking payback. No, my 
dude my boyfriend's seen so much other weirder shit like he can't go near cemeteries because of like there is like possibly demonic shit happening near it like he's That's seen that. he has there's, seen hateful shit there's there's people i know that just won't fucking do cemeteries i'm like what are they gonna do they're already, they're fucking six feet underground what are they gonna do they can't hurt you and he's just but, like no it's not the thing in the cemetery like if he uh you, mer- you have you seen the movie insidious i have not okay so there's a weird like noise it's like bone crackling almost he hears that noise he immediately is like nope we're leaving we're getting the fuck out of here it doesn't matter what it is it could be a fake noise he's like nope we're leaving because he's heard that shit almost all his life or whatever the fuck he's seen weird yeah no he's seen some weird shit like he saw a fucking dude standing on our uh the deck of the when we lived the uh, next town over just standing there looking at him through the sliding glass that i thought we were about to have somebody dude break in like He's got some weird shit going on. To change the subject to weird shit. Here's the moment of tr- oh no oh no hold on we're not there yet. I got a little <laughs> I got all excited. Good sir, in your humble opinion, what is the best patrol car of all time? It's obviously the Crown Vic. <laughs> have you had the pleasure of driving a Crown Vic in your career? I have. When I first started, um, we had it was called Old Blue because it just beat up blue everything. Just, but it fucking ran. It fucking did not quit. It was the best thing ever. It was roomy. You could fit shit for days in the trunk. It just didn't stop. And it was a sad day when I retired it. Just a fucking sad day. Now we got explorers and Tauruses, and it sucks. Mm. Mm. Not good. Well, buddy. Now the moment of truth. Everybody wants to know. Everybody's been dying to know. They don't care about my questions of bisexuality. They don't care about our rants on the People's Republic of Illinois. The reason anybody's listening to this podcast is they need to know, have you ever shit your pants? I have once. Are you going to tell us the story? Yeah, so... And it happened in the best place. So I was overseas um, in Afghanistan. And for some reason, the army and its infinite wisdom kept selecting me for random drug tests. Don't know why. I have no fucking clue to this day. So they keep selecting me for drug tests. And I hate pissing in front of people just because it's fucking stupid awkward. So they... Hey, enough, Leo. Yeah, he's just doing his normal shit. So... They take me up to go do the piss test at one of the fucking bathrooms there, and I'm trying to fucking piss, and it's a nor- it's it just pushed till I fucking farted, and then obviously it was a fart. <laughs> so yeah, they got their bargain for on that one. Did you give him a fucking shit stool sample tool? No, <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. No, I should have, but fuck. This was my early days in the army. I'm just like fuck. I hate my life. <laughs> That's you got to be careful sometimes, man. You're rocking a fucking piss. If you push too hard, those muscles are close together and it'll shit'll happen. Oh fuck. Yeah, and especially when you're eating this fucking stupid ass food that clogs you up for like almost two fucking weeks. Yeah. Wasn't going to happen. You know, I I have a story and uh I I haven't shared it on the podcast. <laughs> but when I I had it been like 5 or 6, right? Like pretty little Mm-hmm. And I, I was rocking a piss, 
and like you know you're you're kind of starting to get a little comfortable standing and peeing and you know of course you're doing like the little kid thing where your fucking pants are all the way fucking oh, down yeah. right you know you don't fucking know any better and I push too hard and I fucking shit all over myself and I don't think my mom was home and like I like I didn't know what to do because I'm like five or six and like I called for my dad and I just remembered my dad who was probably half asleep from fucking working graveyard shift fucking so pissed off he had to clean shit off me I'm gonna have to ask him if he remembers that hey easy he's I might I might call him him (laughs) that'd be pretty funny though that's gonna be some uh, PSD right there. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. I'll, I'm gonna probably call him soon and ask. I'll I'll report back, or maybe next. I'm sure he'll be on again. Maybe next time I'll ask him. Uh, well, buddy, we've come to the conclusion of this uh very enlightening podcast. I always like uh I always like uh when interesting stuff comes up, and it did. So, do you have any words of wisdom for all the millions of listeners out there? Just take five seconds to be somewhat nice to people and i don't mean somewhat like retail nice just actually be nice be genuine take care of your neighbors because they're even though they might be shitheads they might remember it down the line that you were actually nice to them when nobody else was dude retail nice you should fucking coin that and and put it on t-shirts because that's a fucking thing it's totally a fucking thing it, it, it's funny. I wish my I wish my boyfriend was here, but he has constant retail voice. Like it's just constant. Like he he can't switch it off. It's hilarious because people think he's being an asshole. I'm like no, no, that's just retail. That's retail voice. You know, I, there is something to that for sure, and that's that's a lesson, guys. If you're at Hooters and the chick is being nice to you, it's because it's her job. Okay. She doesn't actually like you. <laughs> she doesn't actually like you well guys uh thanks again for tuning in it's been a little while since we've had kind of a quote-unquote normal podcast well not that long like a couple i don't know. for me it's felt like a, a a while but for you guys it probably won't but uh you guys know what to do if you support and like the content and uh it's a month old information at this point but i don't know what the fuck i did to piss off the social media overlords but my shit has been getting hammered so if uh, you guys like the meme page, go look at it before they delete it. Uh, hopefully they don't, but you never know. You never know with those cr- that crazy old Zuck. But, you know, make sure you're checking everything out, making sure you're uh, supporting the businesses, supporting me, supporting Ghost Patch, all those the fine people involved in the poorly made world. But first and foremost, make sure you guys are taking care of each other and stop being such selfish assholes. That sounded like I was drunk. Stop being such... That's a hard one to say. Stop being such selfish assholes. How about that? There we With go. That, we, we got there it. we go. I got it out, and I'll, I'll keep up my slurring of words even though I'm not drunk. <laughs> Maybe I need to go to occupational therapy to learn how to fucking talk. <laughs> With that said, remember... Hmm, what do I want to do here? Do I want to make a gay joke? Do I want to make a Bud Light joke? You gotta make a gay joke. Gotta make a joke. Um, With that said, remember, it's true. You drink Bud Light if you're gay. And I love most of you. Bye-bye.